1: welcome back to bravo breaking news live with kim and lisa
2: hello everyone i know it has been a while since we have recorded but we are finally back and we're so excited to talk about the real housewives of salt lake city and also give our thoughts on the explosive finale of roni
1: i know there has been a lot going on personally so thank you guys for being patient with us But there has also been a lot going on in the Bravo world. I have so many thoughts to share about Angie and Monica, Monica's mother, who is inserting herself and entering the chat, and my Real Housewives of New York MVP, Jessel Tank. And I can't wait to hear what you think about that, Lisa. Oh
2: my gosh, I'm so excited to get into it. Uh, We're going to get into it all, but before we do, make sure you guys are subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news.
1: Okay, so I know we're doing the Salt Lake City recap, but since we had the finale of New York this past week, I wanted to get your thoughts, Lisa, because I have a lot of thoughts and I just wanted to say overall how I am very happy with how the season progressed. You know, we kind of had a little bit of a slow start, but I feel like the season got better and better every episode. And boy, do I just want to say how the tables have turned because the housewives that I, some of the housewives that I liked or disliked in the beginning I have done a complete 180 on um, by the end. And one of those is Jessel Tank, who is now, yes, my MVP. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your overall thoughts on the season?
2: I completely agree. But honestly, I liked the season from the start. I think, sure, it takes a couple episodes to kind of find their footing. But I still enjoyed it from the get-go. I think we can say that this reboot was a success. People are talking about it. People are excited about it. I'm sad it's over. So, you know, that's a good sign when you want more. Um, I think these ladies really just brought a different, you know, a different New York. And I really enjoyed watching it. I still stand Jenna Lyons. However, she's not one to sort of get in the muck and the mire as much as some of these other ladies. Um, Bryn, I think, is a superstar. And I agree with you on Jessel. She when she first came on the screen, I didn't really know what to think. I didn't I wasn't really connecting with her. I wasn't really relating to her. Um, But now she is like one of my favorites. And I think that she definitely landed on top this season. I mean, she's got like Rolling Stone, you know, uh, magazine doing, doing articles on her. Like she's, she's
1: getting queen status. Totally. I mean, I, if you go back to our early Roni recaps, like you and me are hating on her so hard. We are like, she is so annoying. She is socially inept. Like she, you know, has issues. But I relate to her so much more now. I love her and Pavit's relationship. Love. The whole mileage run is such a stretch. Like Cy and Aaron, please give it up. Give it up. You are reaching, you are reaching for something that isn't there. And honestly, Cy and Aaron, no, they're 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 at the bottom of the totem pole at this point. And Bryn and Jessel and Jenna are my faves as well. So Now, and it's funny because when we started,
2: I really liked Erin. I thought that she was, you know, she seemed down to earth. She seemed just kind of like cool New Yorker. Um, And I don't know, she really kind of took a dive for me throughout the season. So, yeah, it's just so interesting to see these alliances shift on the screen, but also within ourselves, kind of who we, you know, whose side we're on. Um, So where do you land with Uba?
1: Uba, Um, yeah, no, I love her. I love her. I don't think she really, you know, made a huge impact on me, to be honest. You know, I'm seeing a lot of people are saying she's the fan favorite and don't get me wrong. I love her, but I kind of just need more from her. Um, you know, maybe I'm leaning more in her direction now that Aaron's on my, you know, my hit list, um, that Uba kind of went after Aaron. Um, but yeah, no, I love her. I think she should return. I think she's a strong character, a strong housewife, and I definitely want her back. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. And honestly, I think the ladies are a little bit scared of her, though, after what they saw go down um, with Aaron. And I think in the finale, when you know Bryn revealed that her man was living in Connecticut, which honestly, not a huge revelation. Like she said, drop down CT. You know, there's a lot of people who live in Connecticut. It's not really giving that much away. Do I think she should have repeated it? No. But then again, Sai also should not have repeated it, not once, but twice, um, that Uba was even dating someone. So sorry, I'm digressing. But... I think Sai was so quick to apologize to Uba in that moment and was so quick to get on Brynn about revealing that because she's scared shitless of Uba. And honestly, I would be too. That woman has a temper. She runs Uba Hot
1: oh yeah i mean i couldn't have said it better myself um but a lot of people are calling out uba and jenna for signing up for a reality show yet not showing their whole lives you know that's an Mm -hmm. issue that we run into a lot you know jenna was very very secretive about her you know relationship earlier in the season uba's being the same way do you think they have a right to kind of keep that behind closed doors or is you know they're on a reality show uba needs to face, face the music and realize that her relationship is, should now be, you know, almost an open book.
2: I mean, I think, I don't think it's black and white here. I think in Uba's case, when something is new and you don't know where it's going, I absolutely think you have a right to keep that private. If you, but then, you know, Jenna's relationship was not new per se, but it seemed like she had, worked that into her contract or she had made it known upfront, Hey, I'm in a relationship. I'm not going to show that. And they still wanted her. So, you know, I listen, I'll take any of any Jenna that I can get. Um Even if she's not showing that side, I still think she showed a lot of her business. She showed, you know, parts with her son, which I thought was amazing. Um, she did let us into her world enough, I think, but you know, I, I can also see the side of saying, you know, look, you signed up for this and you got to show everything. I don't, I just don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I, I think it's, it, you know, every situation is a little bit different.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm interested to see what happens with season two, who returns, who doesn't. Um, I'm kind of hoping we get to see the whole cast back, but, you know, time Same. will tell. Um, okay, yeah. so are you ready to move into Salt Lake City? Let's do it. Okay, so um, I just have to say, you know, this is the first time we're talking about Salt Lake this season, and it is bringing it. I am loving this season so far. Um, so this week's episode started with a montage that I was just laughing out loud about, and that is Angie K's invites with the bunny. And no, this isn't the iconic Lisa ran a bunny. This is a full on somebody in a costume dressed as a bunny delivering these invitations. And they're like catching these housewives at all these like candid moments that I'm honestly kind of surprised about. You know, we see like a Mary in her car. You know, rolling down the window, lowering her sunglasses, like truly surprised. Um, and then we have, of course, the iconic bunny hiding in the back seat, scaring Heather. Like, that, that would amazing. scare the shit out of me. Same. I mean, that we saw that moment in the trailer with no context. So at least now we have context and it was yeah. great. I thought, Angie, props to you. Great, um, you know, invitation strategy.
2: Yeah, totally. These ladies always have to kind of think how they can take things to the next level and I think she did that. I will say if that bunny approached me on the street like it did to Whitney, I probably would have like punched it and ran away thinking it was going to attack me or something or like, you know, kidnap me and take me to a furry convention. I don't know, but it was it was pretty funny.
1: Oh my gosh, so funny. So then we go to this
2: uh candle making place and I just love all these like unique businesses that they come upon and they find, you know, these activities for these ladies to do. Um, I think that's half the fun. So we have Lisa Barlow and Angie meeting up to make some, some linen and frankincense candles. And, you know, they start talking about Meredith is not going to be invited to the Easter party, but Angie reveals that Monica is invited. And Lisa is pretty shocked about that because she said, you know, you know, Monica was really the one who put the actual rumor, rumor, out there you know Meredith only alluded to rumors but Monica's the one who actually said it and that's fact you know from what we saw Meredith did not say that Angie's husband prefers men that he has affairs with men we didn't get that until Monica said it to Whitney so I'm kind of in Lisa's camp where I understand you can be frustrated with Meredith, but at the end of the day, she didn't really do anything. She kind of just alluded to there being something, um, you know, much in the vein of Harry Hamlin, you know, let's not talk about the husband. Okay. What do you have? Like, we have no idea. It could be anything. It could be that he, you know, is like, in fraud with like his business is fraudulent or something. It doesn't necessarily have to mean anything about the affair. But Lisa's just kind of warning Angie and saying, you know, Monica's not your friend. So I'd love to hear where you kind of stand on this.
1: Yeah, I have a little bit of a different take um, because, um, you know, Meredith, you know, it's giving OC with Heather. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not with Heather, but. Meredith brought it up on camera, you know, the rumors and the nastiness, like, you know, you don't want to talk about the husband. I'll talk about the husband, you know, like she's the one that brought it up on the show, period. You know, it would probably not even be talked about if Meredith hadn't brought it up and the ladies kind of ran with it. So that's like where I, I, that's, that's my stance. That's where I, you know, I'm taking with this right now, but also I don't think that Meredith, like, you know, now it's all this issue with, Oh, I support glad I support, you know, the LGBTQ plus community. And I don't think it has anything to do with that. I don't, you know, I think Meredith is a proud ally. I, I don't think that, you know, any offense should be taken because of that, but I do think that Meredith should take some responsibility and should be held accountable to a limit for Kind of just bringing this up to the group in the first place, introducing the rumor. The rumor. I can tell you've been practicing that. It was good. <laughs> maybe I have. Maybe I haven't.
2: Okay. So, can we just can we just talk about Mary Cosby and her son for a minute? That entire scene was so uncomfortable to watch. We're sitting in Mary's house that you know was decorated in the '90s and has not been touched since green carpet, you know, couches with fringe. Meanwhile, she is so quick to criticize everyone else on what they're wearing, on how they look, on what they're eating. And uh, Mary, I'm sorry, your kitchen has bright blue cabinets. Like, I-, I just don't know that you can be talking about this stuff. But anyway, the son, you know, she's kind of asking, hey, I'm hearing you're married. Uh, you want to, you want, is that true?
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And he, and he is also, like, a very interesting character himself, you know? Like, I mean, yes. you wouldn't expect anything less. Um from, you know, Mary Cosby's DNA, because she is a total oddball. But he is like, I don't know if it's just because he's shy on camera, or what, but he's like mumbling, like doesn't want to say anything. But he basically reveals that they went to the courthouse and got married. And then Mary's like, Oh, yeah, I did see them get dressed up like a year ago, and rush out the house. And I didn't know where they were going It's so odd. Um, And he tells her it's been like a year. And we get a year.
0: And And they live
1: with her. I know. And, you know, Mary's so surprised. We get the iconic eye bulge, you know, that I'm sure isn't the last time we'll see this season. Um, She's so taken aback. And, yeah, they live with her. Like, it's just kind of crazy. Obviously, they didn't have a ceremony or anything like that. But he's been hiding this this whole time. And now she's like, oh, I'm not going to provide for you anymore. But, like, are they still living with her? where is the girl? Is she still in the picture? Like, do they, do they all live together with Mary? Is that the, is that the, is that what we're supposed to believe?
2: I think so. And it seems like Robert senior is nowhere to be found. He's off living his life in Florida or Vegas or wherever it is, but it's just such an odd family dynamic and such an odd family. I, I, I just, I've never seen anything like it. And I always think like Mary is so rude to people. I'm like, how is she a pastor that people look up to, you know, in terms of, oh, that's how I should be living my life. Like, no,
1: she is not kind. (laughs) No, not kind at all. I mean, and it's like the only person she is you know, she came in on as Meredith's friend of, but you would think that she would be interacting with some of the other women or, you know, on the on their good side. No, it's Meredith and Meredith only. And we see um, Mary invite Meredith over and, you know, <laughs> Mary's just straight up complaining about everybody else. She's like, you know, I figured like maybe some of the other women have changed by now, but they're not. They still haven't grown. They feel monotonous. And you know, she's referring to the year she took off from the show. And she was yeah. like, oh, you know, maybe it'll be different this time. And she comes back. And of course, it's not different. It's still the same drama. And what do you expect, Mary? I, I don't know what she expects, but. <sighs> You can't win with her. Um, But of course, they talk about the rumors and the nastiness. And um, Meredith, once again, you know, brings up her, you know, glad support, how she, you know, I, I guess it's later in this episode where she has to go to the awards and miss the lunch. But I mean, the rumors just keep coming up and Meredith is in defense mode.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. And she's not mad that she's missing Angie's Easter party because, you know, she just doesn't care. Mary has no interest in going. What's new? She doesn't want to go to anything. And even when she's there, she doesn't want to talk to anyone. So it is confusing why she's back. I know she told Andy on Watch What Happens Live, you know, I came back to help you guys out. Um, You know, that was some funny shade. But I, I truly don't understand what her motivation is. Like, she has no interest at all. So, okay. Should we skip to the Easter party?
1: Yes. Um, so speaking of Mary, you know, Angie, we see Angie setting up at her house and stuff and Mary calls and she's like, I can't come because, you know, I had a flood in one of my rental houses about a year ago and she's just like, so serious. I guess the construction just got done. So she has to go see it. And it's like, Mary, like, okay, we get it. You don't want to be there, but maybe just like say it straight up. Like, you know, I, I don't really feel like coming except and not just make up this excuse, but it did make me laugh. I mean, that excuse was just wild because it's also, she's calling her
2: what 15 minutes before the party is supposed to start. Oh, I have to go see my rental house. Like It's just wild. It's something that only Mary Cosby's brain would think up and think, oh, this is an acceptable excuse. At least make something up that sounds better. You know, oh, I'm not feeling good. Like, go, you know, stick with stick with what works.
1: Right, right. So we see the other ladies start to arrive. um, And I just, you know, made a note about how Heather brought nine lemons. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just hope that Angie puts them in a bowl you know, channeling Shannon Bador. Um, but that's kind of Shannon's thing, you know, Heather, I don't know, like, are you, you know, trying to steal Shannon's spotlight now that, you know, she's kind of on the back burner. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, kind of funny.
2: I thought it was kind of weird too. Is that a known Greek thing? Is that a known Easter thing? To, like I, I didn't know where that came from. It seemed very random and it seemed very, very Shannon. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the same thing, put them in a bowl,
1: put them in a bowl. Um, so all the ladies arrive and Angie gives a speech. Um, and it's a very interesting speech because, you know, she's kind of, of course, talking about like the meaning of Easter and the Greek culture and how she's so inspired and uplifted by Christ's resurrection, um, how he's overcome so many challenges and ridicule from others. And (laughs) Everybody's just sitting there being like, Angie, come on. Like she's literally comparing herself to Jesus. But honestly, I thought it was hilarious. So entertaining to watch. What were your thoughts when you were watching that?
2: Yeah, I mean, she thinks that she was crucified in Palm Springs and now this is her resurrection. Uh, um, I think it takes a special type of person to make that correlation. But hey, you know. Whatever gets her through the day, I guess. Um, I did think it was funny that Whitney was like, I started crying, you know, I cry because it was so inspiring. (laughs) Um, But we get, so then we get these two sort of uh, conflicts happening at the same time. We get Heather and Lisa talking and then we get Monica and Angie talking. So Heather kind of pulls Lisa aside and says, hey, you know, Whitney told me that you were triggered by me having Angie over to my house. Um, And Lisa's like, yeah, I was definitely triggered. And, you know, no one was there to support me. But it's like, I don't think they were in a good place back then. So I don't know. The whole thing is kind of weird. It's it always seems like Heather was wanting Lisa's approval. But now Lisa wants Heather's approval or something. And Heather says, well, you know, I want to know why you didn't want to come and talk to me about Jack's mission. Um, This, I totally get Lisa's side on this. Like Heather is obviously taking a very vocal stance on her not having a good experience in the Mormon church. And Lisa just wants to support her son. Lisa enjoys her faith and she, you know, wants, she doesn't want to like, bring anything negative around Jack going on his mission. And I totally get that. Um, I I think Heather is starting to understand it, but, you know, she's basically saying that Lisa practices a Mormonism that like doesn't seem to be the same as Heather's. And so she's like, yeah, if it was all diet Cokes and tequila and strapless dresses, maybe it would have been a different story for me too. So there's a little confusion here on, you know, I don't know if there's different like levels of how strict you are, but it seems like they just are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum here when it comes to uh, Mormon, the Mormon church.
1: Yeah, you know, I've kind of always thought that Lisa Barlow was kind of, you know, on a different level of Mormonism. She seems right. to lead from what we see, she seems to lead a very normal, you know, not super religious or strict lifestyle. Um, and her kids the same, you know, she drinks, she goes out. Um I don't know. Um, but I do kind of see Heather's perspective here a little bit. If she, you know she sees some of the dangers that Mm -hmm. Mormonism can cause and that, you know, Mormonism doesn't believe in, you know, same sex marriage or transgender LGBTQ plus, you know, support. So those are things that I think that Lisa Barlow is in support of and does believe. So it seems like there are things that the Mormon church, you know, follows that the Barlow's are not in line with. And I feel like Heather is just kind of scared that if Jack is going this deep into it, you know, a mission trip is like, you are all encompassed by this and you are actively asking other people to join this with you without like much information at all. I just feel like Heather, like this kind of raised a red flag for Heather and is coming to her. Like, I don't know. It, it, I think she means well. I'm not sure it's coming off great, but I do see her perception of it. And I don't know. I think she. Oh, totally. Trying to save Jack, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. um, from he's going not Her her he is regret. the problem. Yes. No, exactly. I think she's kind of stepping over a line. And I think that you know, Jack is also an adult, he can make his own decisions. It's not like he's like a 12 year old, that's joining the Mormon church, you know, like, he's old enough to make his own decisions. So I don't know, this is, this is a little tough for me, the whole mission thing.
2: Yeah, I just think it's like Heather's sort of asking for it to kind of get involved with, you know, someone's kids decision. And and that I just, you cannot agree with it. I personally don't agree with it either, but it's like you kind of just there's certain things you just don't really want to
1: step over that boundary.
2: But okay, so so then we get Angie and Monica. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, they are on the opposite side of a room also having a conversation about. None other than the rumors. And, um, you know, Angie is coming to Monica saying that she was hurt by what she said by Monica, you know, bringing it up at the party last week. But Monica was like, you know, I don't believe the rumors. I was just letting you know. So it's like kind of a don't shoot the messenger situation. Uh Um, She's like, I actually heard it from the Salt Lake City streets and not even Meredith. So that kind of goes back to what you were saying, Meredith did not spread the rumor she did bring it up you know generally but she did not share what it was monica has heard this rumor from other people from the streets and you know it really has nothing to do with meredith um and then angie you know fired angie it doesn't matter i don't think at this point Monica could have said anything and Angie is not going to let it go. She already has decided that she has a bone to pick with her. And so she's like, you know, I've heard rumors about you and I'm not going to spread them. And you know, Monica fires back and is basically like the difference between you and me is that I don't hide them. She puts them all out on the table. So we've heard about Mm -hmm. her infidelity, her divorce, um, everything. So I don't know. This was this was kind of crazy. What's your stance? Whose side are you kind of taking right now?
2: Well, I think when Monica says, I heard it in the Salt Lake City streets, immediately I was like, Jen Shaw. She heard this rumor from Jen Shaw. We've seen Jen before try to spread rumors. Like remember when she's working out with Whitney and she um, says something about, is it Meredith and Seth? I can't even remember at this point um, that, you know, Maybe there is something going on, like maybe they're not being truthful. Um, So I feel like it is straight from Jen Shaw's playbook. We know that Angie was friends with her before, was her assistant, and also that she knew Angie. And so I feel like Jen Shaw's sitting in prison watching this being like, excellent. Um, But... I don't know. Monica's mom comes over. She wants to have her moment on camera. And she basically starts chastising Monica saying, you know, this is a family event, like lower your voice. Don't do this. Go to the bathroom. And listen, she's not wrong. And I don't think you should be arguing like that, you know, at a family event. However, it's so clear that their relationship is so complicated and it seems like when the camera is on Monica's mom wants to be a mom. And when the camera is off, you know, she might behave differently or Monica just still carries this resentment from when she was growing up and her mom wasn't really around, but all of a sudden she wants to kind of play this part of, of peacemaker of, Oh, I'm the, you know, Oh, I'm so sorry for my daughter and her outburst and, um, I I just, I don't know. It kind of, it, it didn't sit right with me.
1: Oh man. It did not sit right with me is putting it lightly. This woman is the thirstiest woman that I have ever seen on housewives. Maybe, you know, I'm exaggerating here, but to think, okay, this is, Oh, this is your job. This is Monica's job. If she got, you know, Casted to be on Real Housewives, she is going to go to an event and, you know, talk to somebody about the issues. There will be drama. There will be fighting. There will be yelling. If every single housewife's mother was sitting behind her, (laughs) but sitting, you know, behind her shoulder, you know, being like, oh, no, don't say that. Oh, no, that's inappropriate. Oh, no, you don't do that. Like, we would never have anything. We would never have the housewives. So this woman inserting herself and thinking she is you know, God almighty coming in here, trying to find a resolution between them is not her place whatsoever. She needs to stay out of it. Um, she has been rubbing me wrong the wrong way for several episodes now. Um, first of all, like her name LD, like, I don't even know. I can't, I can't do that, but you know, and Monica, you know, if anything at this point, I think we should believe Monica. You know, Monica is saying that she wishes she had a different mom. Her mom is like a heartless person. And if a daughter is saying this about her mother, at this point I think we need to believe her. I think we need to believe Monica in this situation. And I don't know, I've seen a lot of people like standing up for the mom on social media and the other housewives standing up for the mom. Um but I don't know. I don't know about that.
2: I'm with you. Monica is not some angsty teen who's going through her, you know, I hate my mother phase. Like she's a grown woman. She has kids of her own. She knows what it takes to be a mom. And she obviously has some like deep trauma with her own mother. And I I, I believe her with that too. And I think that her mom is putting on this persona on camera and, you know, wanting to get the pity of. The audience and of the other housewives, and it's working. You know, when Monica finally decides to leave after she apparently fell down the stairs at Angie's house and got all banged up. Did you see that on social?
1: Yes. Um, If you guys haven't uh, seen my stories at Bravo Breaking News, I posted all of the tweets because Monica and Angie are going at it. And Monica reveals that there was some sort of incident at Angie's house where there was no railing on the stairs and she fell and had to go get a cat scan at the hospital. Like what? And so she said that when she's sitting
2: on the couch, that was after the fall. And her mom comes over and says, you know, I want to go dance, but I don't want to leave you. Um, So I don't know. The whole thing is just so strange, but I I feel I feel bad for Monica. I think she is, you know, trying to have a relationship with her mom, but it's um, proving to be more
1: difficult than I think she would like.
2: So Um.
1: I don't know. And so I just saw this morning, and I feel like I have to read it. So we did hear from Monica's mom on Twitter also. Oh boy. Um, first of all, her handle is LD Millionaire. What? Don't know, don't know what that's about, but that is a red flag, um, you know, to begin with. Um, She's so about
2: I- to sell us into her,
1: you know, multi-level marketing scheme. Exactly. So let me just read the tweet and I want to hear your thoughts. So she says, Monica begged me to do this reality show with her. Begged. I didn't want to do it. She told me all I had to do was cook and speak Portuguese. How did she return the favor? She did me dirty. Meanwhile, I would never compete with my only child unless it's sports. I'm too smart to try to go up against Monica. She chewed me up and spit me out. Lastly, I never abandon her. I always put her needs above my own, even in her adulthood. I'm not a perfect human, but I am a devoted mother, mother, and vovo. God bless us, everyone. Okay, (laughs) it's saying a lot without saying much. Uh, Yeah, I don't really know what
2: that. That's like a big revelation. I think the fun. The weirdest part about it is she told me all I had to do was cook and speak Portuguese. (laughs) So they just, she just wants you to like cook on camera. Like, I don't understand how that's being part of the show. Um, And I see,
1: I see how Monica, you know, she doesn't, she's not married. She, you know, so her personal storyline has a lot to do with her mom. So I bet she was like, Oh mom, like, will you be on this with me? Yeah. I get that. But I don't know the fact that she's now coming out and like, bashing their relationship a little bit even further than she already did on the show is like not a good look. It's not a good look at all
2: as a devoted mother. Sorry, but that's not something a devoted mother would do. You know, you keep that shit private. You don't put it out for millions to see. And it's like, you know, they always say, write it, regret it, say it, forget it or vice versa. Yeah. Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. It's like once you write that and you put that out there, that's out there forever. And your granddaughters are also going to see it. And I just think that's a really shitty thing to say about your daughter,
1: even if it is true. You're so right. You're so right. Um, So, I don't know. I think there's a lot more to come. As much as I do not like Monica's mother, LD, um, I am kind of invested in this storyline. I'm interested to see how it plays out her and Angie, all of the above. Um, So, we will be back to cover next week's Salt Lake City and next week we have the premiere that we've all been waiting for, which is real housewives of Beverly Hills. So I think Lisa and I will be back to cover that as well. Um, and we have Miami premiering the following week and then Bravo So there's a lot oh going God. on. There's a, there's a lot going on guys. Um, so Lisa and I will be here to cover as much as we can. Um, and yeah, a- any final words, Lisa? No,
2: just make sure you follow Bravo Breaking News on Instagram. You can find me at Lisa, not Rinna, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.